This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Okay, Pastor, this question is uh, about double predestination or reprobation. This is often thought of as a contradiction in Scripture because there are some texts that seemingly state one thing about God's uh, purposes in salvation and then uh, another thing uh, totally, as, especially as it, as it pertains to those who are the elect and those who are not elect. So let me try to set this up as a kind of, as one of those contradictions, not that you and I would believe it, but sure. just that this is, this is how it often uh, is said. So in texts like um, Romans 9, um, we see that, that, that God has um, uh, prepared some vessels of wrath that are prepared for destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, even in texts like um, like uh, First Tim or I'm sorry, First Peter two eight, there are those who dis- who stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. And yeah. you can hear that word predestination like even encompassed there. And yet there are some other texts. First Timothy two four, God is our Savior who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, the inference there is that, you know, um, uh, God wants all people to be saved. Or even Second uh, Peter um, 3, um, which says that God is not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So h- how do you work these th- two things out? And specifically, um, on this question of, of predestination, um, has God created some people to be saved and created some people to be ultimately judged and destroyed? Yeah. So, to, uh, to know the truth in, in any realm, we have to learn to submit our thoughts and our emotions to the Word of God, and, or you're never going to get to the truth. If you're, going to, if you're going to read God's Word through the grid of what you desire, mm-hmm. then you're never going to come to the truth. You will misread the Word of God. So, I've got to be willing to let the Bible say what it says and then submit my mind and my heart to what it says. A second principle that helps answer the question is I also must acknowledge that there are going to be things the Bible says that I can't get my mind fully around. Mm -hmm. So I have to, at that point, understand God is God, I am not. God is God, I am a creature. I have a limited capacity. What, What God has given to us belongs to us. But what God hasn't given to us doesn't belong to us, right? The secret things belong to the Lord. The things revealed belong yeah. to us. Deut- Deuteronomy 29. So, yeah. so what he has revealed, I have the capacity to believe and embrace, but it does not mean that I have a full understanding of everything that is, is at work in the divine mind in terms of what he has chosen to do. One other distinction I'll mention, and it gets to some of the texts that you've read. Mm-hmm. We've got to distinguish between the desires of God as he has given them to us in Scripture and the decrees of God. Hmm. So this is something that that I have to be able to embrace. God has not decreed everything he desires. Hmm. So he, in some way, God is able to desire the salvation of all men, Mm -hmm. though he has not decreed the salvation of all men. Mm And, and if, I can't underst- if I can't embrace that, I'll never be able to settle this issue in my mind and heart. Mm-hmm. Romans 9. So you talk about, let's go there for just a moment sure. and talk about it. Romans 9, the text that you, you referenced. Uh, when it, when it, Verse 22? Yes, it's dealing with God's rights. Um, but the previous verse, um, let's go to verse 19. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? 
for who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will, the, will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make, and here's the key phrase, out of the same lump, one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use. So to get this issue right, we've got to understand, if I, if I could use the analogy, on the potter's wheel is one lump of clay, mm-hmm. and that lump is fallen. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the, of the logical orders of God's decrees, God's decree regarding the fall of man precedes his decree regarding the salvation of men. Mm-hmm. So on the potter's wheel is this one lump of fallen clay. Then out of that lump, which all of it deserves wrath, mm-hmm. God has chosen to save some. Some will be formed that he does not save. Some will be formed that he does save. When you talk about double predestination, I want to recommend a book for everyone to get. If you get uh, R.C. Sproul's book, Chosen by God, I think he does the best job I've ever read mm-hmm. of simply helping us get our minds around this question of double predestination. And one of the things that Sproul said is there's a difference between double predestination and equal ultimacy. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about equal ultimacy, the idea would be that God worked in the same way to damn people as he worked to save people. Mm-hmm. And that would not be mm-hmm. true. We do not mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. Has God predetermined destinies in a way that some are chosen for salvation and some are not? Yes. yes. In that sense, there's, pre, there's double predestination. But did God work in the same way, has God worked in the same way to damn people as he has to save people? And the answer is no. To save people, God intervenes. Mm-hmm. In the damnation of people, God leaves men mm-hmm. and women to their own choices. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's the difference. Yeah, Romans 1. So, yes. So in the case of the non-elect, they are left to do exactly what they want to do. Mm-hmm. The gospel is freely offered to them. Christ is freely offered to them. If they want to, they can repent and believe. Morally, we know they will not. This gets to our doctrine mm-hmm. of, of depravity. Mm-hmm. Who is man and his sin? Mm-hmm. What can he see? What does he... And he's responsible for his condition because of Adam's choice. Mm-hmm. Man responsible for his blindness, responsible for his hard-heartedness. But left to himself, will he ever believingly respond to the gospel? The answer is no. God has to do something for any of us to believe. Mm-hmm. So in the case of the elect, God intervenes, grants the new birth, regenerates. As a result, gifts us with repentance and faith. Things we're responsible for, but God still must gift to us if we're to exercise. In the case of the non-elect, Christ set before them, offered to them, gospel offered to them. If they should want him, they can come to him but they don't want to. So they're left to their own desires. Mm. And in that way, out of that same lump, some Mm. are formed for honorable, some for dishonorable. Mm. And that's God's right. Mm -hmm. A quick thought on Romans 9 too that I think really should comfort those of us who believe in the sovereignty of God and salvation. One of the ways you'll know you get a passage right Mm. is that when you teach it right, people are asking the same questions that Paul anticipates when yeah, he wrote it. That's right, right. So in Romans 9, as he teaches the truth about God's sovereignty and salvation, he anticipates questions. Mm-hmm. And he walks through those questions about the righteousness of this. That's right, yeah. And is man just a robot as a result? Mm-hmm. I mean, all these sorts of things mm-hmm. he raises. Mm-hmm. But when you teach the truth of the gospel and you include God's sovereignty and salvation, I find people begin to ask the exact same questions that Paul anticipated. It's mm-hmm. true. If I teach what we would refer to as an Arminian 
view of the gospel. Nobody ever asks those questions. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever asks those questions. Mm -hmm. So I think I would just challenge my brothers who don't agree with us on this question. Does anybody ever ask you the questions they asked Paul? Mm -hmm. They they won't because you're not teaching what he taught. Mm -hmm. But begin to teach that God is absolutely sovereign in the matter of salvation. People Mm -hmm. begin to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. So, Let's take a, an example from Exodus. Let's think about Pharaoh. Okay, yeah, good. Pe- people know that God said he would harden Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. People also know that again and again it says Pharaoh hardened his heart. Mm-hmm. How, do, how does this work together? So, for example, Exodus 4.21, the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I've put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Mm-hmm. Right. Moses, you go, you do these things. It's not going to prove effectual in the case of Pharaoh. Why? Because I'm going to harden his heart. I'm going to harden his heart. Mm-hmm. Exodus 7, 3, but I will harden Pharaoh's heart that I may multiply my signs and my wonders in the land of Egypt. Paul actually references this in Romans 9, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Exodus seven thirteen. yet Pharaoh's heart was hardened, passive sense there, was hardened by God, mm-hmm. and he did not listen to them as the Lord had said. And there are many others we could read like that. But you go to Exodus 8.15, but when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart. Yeah, he's doing it himself. He's now doing at this it point, himself. So he right. started at the beginning. He is hardening his heart. Exodus 8.32, but Pharaoh hardened his heart this time also, and he did not let the people go. Right. So is God hardening his heart or is Pharaoh hardening his heart? And the answer is both. God is hardening his heart and Pharaoh's heart. How can it be both? Mm. And I think it gets to Romans 1. Mm-hmm. where you see man in this fall into deeper and deeper sinfulness, and you have this repetitive phrase that God gave them up. That's right. Yep. God times. gave them up. God gave them up. So this world would fly out of control this very moment if not for a common grace, which is God restraining sin. Mm-hmm. God restrains sin. This shows up in man's own person, in his thinking, in his attitudes, in his choices. God is restraining sin, even in unbelievers, Mm -hmm. so that this world functions. What God does when he hardens a heart, he doesn't put sin in there. It's already in there. Mm -hmm. He doesn't put unbelief in there. It's already in there. What he does is he takes the brakes off. Thinking about a car, right? He takes the brakes off and he allows the man or woman Mm -hmm. to run deeper and deeper into the depravity that is already present Mm -hmm. in fallen man. Mm -hmm. So God hardens by giving man up. God hardens by letting him go, Mm -hmm. letting him go in his own choices, in his Mm -hmm. own way. The last thing you want as an unbeliever, you know, people talk about free will, free will, Mm -hmm. free will. The last thing you want is for God to give you in your unregenerate state over to your own desires because you will certainly be damned. Mm. What I want and what God graciously did in my case, thanks Mm. be to God, Mm -hmm. is I want God to be gracious to me in a saving sense, not in a common sense, but in in a redemptive sense, and do for me what I cannot do for myself. Open my eyes, 2 Corinthians 4, shine his light in Mm -hmm. to my heart, give me the knowledge of his glory in the face of his son, Mm. set me free. Salvation, Josh, is salvation. It's not assistance. Mm -hmm. It is salvation. It is not a resuscitation. It's a resurrection. Mm -hmm. I was dead in my trespasses and sins. It's it's not putting on eyeglasses. It's opening the eyes of a blind man, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, it's not a hearing aid. It's opening the ears of a deaf man. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it, it, is, it is setting free someone who was enslaved to sin. It is a domain transference. 
I belong to the domain of darkness. God transferred me into the kingdom of his own son. Hmm. It is radical. It is something I could have never done for myself. That's salvation. And so double predestination makes grace, grace. Mm -hmm. It makes salvation, salvation, deliverance, deliverance. Man could never save himself if God didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But it's not equal ultimacy. Mm -hmm. God is not working to damn people the same way he's working to save people. Damnation, he gives them to their own choices. Salvation, he intervenes and does for us what we would have never been able to do on our own. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.